welcome back, beloved. Uh, today, this video is just uh, on my mind and my heart. We're going to be going through a couple of verses in Luke chapter 13, uh, and these are literally the words of Jesus. Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. So fearful words, and this is going to be a, a fearful message today. Um, I'll be showing you a few clips, but before I do, I just want to read the text to you. It starts with, there were present at the season some who told him about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. So Pilate butchered some of these uh, Galileans, mingled their blood with pagan sacrifices. Uh, so that's a serious judgment, a, a fearful thing. Um, and Jesus answered and said to them, so people are telling Jesus, like, you know, can you imagine? Look what happened. This is horrible. And he says, do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered such things? Now, if you read the Old Testament and Jesus's followers were familiar with his right, uh, the Lord's writings and, and scripture, that's not an unreasonable thought, right? Like God, you know, in the Old Testament does send curses for disobedience, blesses for obedience. It's not completely out there. But Jesus shows us the fullness of the law, how no one is truly holy in God's sight and how salvation is only by the mere sovereign grace of God. And so he's explaining to them, he says, do you think they were worse than all the other Galileans? He says, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Now, does that mean Pilate was going to kill them all and mingle their blood in sacrifice? Absolutely not. But Jesus is saying it's appointed for all men to die. These people were not any worse than you. And I believe death is one of the, the signal things in creation that us as creatures, we're supposed to look at that and fear God. It is a witness of the curse. If you go all throughout the Old Testament in the tabernacle and the temple, if you were a high priest, if you were ministering or doing any sort of ministry for God, if you even touched a dead person, you had to be outside the camp for, I think it was like a week. And, uh, you know, it's very clear. Death is a sign that creation is under a curse because of the wrath of God, because of us, you know, humanity is a fallen creation. We're a fallen race, humans. And so death is the signal where we're supposed to be able to look at that. And if you never read the Bible or anything like that, you as a creature know something's wrong with that, right? That's why, you know, all of medicine, most of technology is trying to solve this problem of death. Uh, but without God revealing it to us, we don't know the spiritual reasons for death, right? And so there were two absolute tragedies recently. One was in South Korea. There was a um, stampede. Uh, about 150 people died. And then right over the weekend, a bridge collapsed in India. About 120 people died. And uh, I struggled with a little bit of my conscience, but I think it's good that we see these things. I think it's good that we open up our eyes to things happening in the world and we have a clear object lesson. So I am going to show you the video. There is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a serious video. So if you're underage or if you have children underage, maybe you want to watch it first and then let your children watch it. But this happened in South Korea at a Halloween festival. And so a lot of the, this video is pointing us towards death. It's pointing us towards the fear of the Lord and understanding at any time, 
any one of us could die. And I actually think this is a very important part of evangel uh, evangelization. Uh, Ray Comfort, he's a really good evangelist. You can watch him on YouTube. He, he does warn people at any moment, you don't know when your time will be up. These people were just looking to have a good time and 150 died just the other night. So watch this video, then we're gonna continue on with scripture. <laughs> very sad. I, I read up on it. I can't imagine. And I, I did ask my church to pray for the families. I can't imagine uh, going through that, uh, the families going through that. And I don't want to appear insensitive as all as, as just like Jesus, I use the things around me as an object lesson. Um, Jesus then goes on and he says, or those 18. So in a separate incident, he uses this again. He says, or those 18 on whom the tower in Salome fell. There was a tower, kind of like a skyscraper maybe, right? A smaller version, obviously. And it killed 18 men. He says, do you think they were worse sinners than all the other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you no. But once again, he says this, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And the reason this video is on my heart today is I believe a lot of modern evangelism has removed repentance from the gospel. Jesus came and he said, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom is at hand. Repent and believe. Not just believe and not just repent, but repent and believe. And I believe you cannot repent unless you believe and you cannot believe unless you repent. What God has joined together, we cannot break apart. So these are very important things. So he's saying uh, on, the, on the tower, 18 people, do you think you're better than them or anyone is that they're the worst sinners? Absolutely not. Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. I want you to watch this bridge collapse in India. And then I want to bring up a couple other Bible verses I think are, are key and what we can learn from our world and what's happening around us. And that one really broke my heart because, you know, there's some guys smiling there. They're just sitting on a bridge and then whew, it's all over. But brother, sister, that could be any one of us. And if you're not in Christ, you have absolutely no assurance. You have no idea where you're going. I want you to see how the Lord both takes responsibility. He is sovereign. That's his attribute that most non-believers absolutely hate about God. They curse God because although he could stop any outcome in the world that you see as negative, he is all powerful. If he wanted to hold that bridge up, yes, he could have. That doesn't mean he's evil and caused the bridge to fall or, or doesn't have his purposes in allowing certain things, but the Bible makes it clear. He is sovereign. And so as a sovereign God, this is how he describes the death of people who are his enemies, people outside of Christ, people who do not have faith, who are not walking with him. 
He says, vengeance is mine and recompense. It's never the job of human beings who believe in Christ to take vengeance. It's the Lord's. In fact, since God didn't take vengeance on us and had mercy on us, we pray he has, vengeance, uh, has mercy even on our enemies. But look at these next words. They're very, very important for us to understand. It says, their foot will slip in due time. That is how the Lord speaks of their death. As, as if your foot just slips on a rock and you're gone. As if you're standing on a bridge or out in town and all of a sudden a stampede. It's over. And that is how serious we should be when we are presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is medicine for dead people that brings them to life, right? This is medicine for sick people. People don't know how sick they are. And that's why, you know, Jesus said, you're the light of the world. We're supposed to open people's eyes to the grave danger they are in if you are not in Christ. If you're not in Christ at any moment, you die like you're a foot slipping and that's it. And you're dragged to hell. The Bible is incredibly clear on that. It says the day of their calamity is at hand and the things to come hasten upon them. Can you imagine that, that God is hastening your death upon you every single day? If you're not in Christ, you are moving closer to death and judgment. That's a fearful thing. I don't want that for anyone. The Lord goes on to say in Deuteronomy, see that I, even I am he. God says, I am, I am God. I am the creator. I am all powerful. He says, there is no God besides me. And then he takes responsibility. This is very important for us to understand. I kill and I make alive. I wound, but I also heal. And there is no one who can deliver from my hand. So although God distributes authority, he never gives up his absolute sovereignty. And I believe when we see tragedy like this in the world, it's the same reason birth pains are going to come at the time of the end of the world, the tribulation. It's going to be like birth pains. It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. The whole point of this is to give us a chance to repent, to turn towards the fear of the Lord. Look what Isaiah 26 says. It says, let grace be shown to the wicked. Shower them with love. Shower them with affection but he will not learn righteousness. In the land of uprightness, he will deal unjustly. He will not behold the majesty, the fear of the Lord. Romans chapter two says, don't you know, uh, do you despise the riches of God's goodness, his patience, his long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God, the whole point of all of it is to lead you to repentance. But we don't do that. Mankind is desperately sick. We do not fear God. We do not seek God. We do not learn righteousness only through grace. But look what Isaiah 26 goes on to say. Lord, with my soul, I've desired you in the night. By my spirit within me, I seek you early. Isaiah is a, a righteous man saying, I seek you by my spirit. I desire you. And then he says, when your judgments are in the earth, when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world 
will learn righteousness. And so God's judgment often causes us to fear God. And uh, oftentimes when God's grace is shown to the world and we, uh, you know, grow, we, we sort of essentially, the Bible even says that we grow fat, we go, grow sleek, it says, we grow happy and we forget God. And so a lot of times people will go to church and they only want to hear about the goodness of God. They only want to hear about the grace of God. They don't want to hear about the holiness or the judgments or any calls to repentance. And so what happens is when judgments come, you stop listening to those false teachings and false pastors who only show you half of God, right? If, if, if for example, uh, Joel Olstein says, God loves you is a wonderful plan for your life. That's all he wants to say. But when I'm downtown in Nashville and I walk up to a drug addict and his skin is falling off his body, if I said, uh, and he's scratching the skin of his arms off, if I say, God loves you has a wonderful plan for your life, that's not going to cut it with him, right? He's under judgment. He understands. He knows something's wrong. He needs the truth. Uh, and if the truth won't help him, nothing will. And let me show you an example of God's judgments leading to salvation. In Hebrews 11, you have the hall of heroes, right? You've got Abraham and all these prophets and Samson, all these great men of faith. The Bible, uh, you know, uh, Hebrews 11 says, by faith, they're doing all these things. So we know they're saved. Hebrews 11 says, by faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe. Okay, she believed she did not perish. Uh, the children of Israel came out and they were in the land of Canaan. Rahab was a prostitute, right? She was an outcast of society. She was a sinner. But by faith, she received the, the children of God, Caleb and Joshua, and hid them. Okay, she did that work that, that risked her life, rebelled against her own people by faith because she really believed in God. But look what the book of Joshua says way back in the Old Testament. Why did she do that? Why did she? Why? That, that's ludicrous. Why was she the only one? She said to them, we've heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. She heard of the judgments of God opening the Red Sea for the children of Israel and drowning the army of the Egyptians. She had heard of what happened in Egypt, these horrible judgments and how the children of Israel killed multiple nations at this point, but not by their own strength, but by the strength of the Lord and, and his majesty. So they heard of these judgments. And she says, as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Jesus in Matthew 24 says at his second coming, the hearts of men's will melt. They'll be so fearful. He says, uh, it goes on to say, neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you for the Lord, your God, he is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath. This is the point when we see God's judgments, when we see death, yes, we're to mourn, have mercy, be gentle, Prayer, pray for them, minister to those if you're around a situation like that. Absolutely. But we are to consider the goodness and the severity of God. Thank him for his mercy towards us and preach and plead with people that they come to the mercies of God through faith in Christ before the judgment of God falls. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the Bible says. It is by the fear of the Lord uh, that a man departs from iniquity. He turns away from evil. The Bible describes the fear of the Lord as a fountain of life, that one may turn away from the snares of death. 
Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, come to me and drink. When you really fear the Lord's judgments, you will realize uh, they come because of our sin. The wages of sin is death. The reason men die is because of sin, not because of God, because of sin. It's, it's what we deserve. And as you fear the Lord, you will begin to cry out. You'll begin to cry out for mercy. And, and, and when you really fear the Lord, you'll realize you need a substitute. You need someone to take this righteous punishment in your place, and it will churn up the soil of your heart so that you are ready to receive Christ, who is fully man and fully God, and most importantly, a perfect sacrifice for sins. The book of life is a book of remembrance written before the Lord for those who fear him and who meditate on his name. And the book of life is titled the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the universe.